Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute 106 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with uh, a, a bit of a jump scare that happens in this throne room uh, penetralium in Atlantis. Boo! And <laughs> Did I get you? And then the minute is just going to end with uh, Steppenwolf pinning Mera against the wall. It just feels like a spoiler. I didn't want to really say it like that, but mm-hmm. the whole minute is, or this whole week rather, is going to be Steppenwolf fighting the Atlanteans, Mera, another superhero which comes as a surprise later uh but it is the steppenwolf fight of justice league in in atlantis or you know the outskirts of atlantis if you will and right before we start with this minute right here uh in the 2017 version this was my favorite moment of the film uh when we only had that movie and all we could do was watch that movie and, and dream about what was missing and seeing other people do like their weird fan edits of what a Snyder cut would look like. This this kept me into the movie. This was the only part of the movie I could really just just be okay with. Like I could accept this movie for what it was and and it was always this scene for me now um, and this is 2017 version theatrical release yes with the mm-hmm. with the different steppenwolf that's what i was going to say like even through the fire in the flames uh through the old steppenwolf you're like this is still great this is the well, redeeming it was the only part that i liked it was the only part that i could be like yeah i understand because i felt the same way when they were in themiscara that was the only part that i'm like this is at least I got, like, the third Wonder Woman movie out of it, kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, I got snippets of that. So I get where you're coming from, where this is the... Do you feel that because it's Atlantis? Yeah, because okay. we're in Atlantis. So it's the same feeling that, okay, cool. Yeah, you know. and it, it's... I think it's... Both of those scenes are, you know, it's Steppenwolf doing his Steppenwolf thing as a big creature fighting multiple smaller good guys. Like the skeletal structure of the scene is still there, the the idea of what's going on, big bad guy fighting a bunch of small good guys. You know, it's your your In classic Darth Vader slasher moment where you're just like, yeah, it's big bad guy just chopping up a bunch of good guys. Like it works. It just works on a on a genetic level. So those moments in the in the movie, you just kind of watch it. And you go, all right, this is this is. And and now that we have the Snyder Cut, now we can totally see that the only thing different, besides like the blood and the other uh, kind of rated R features of, of a movie, is mm. just the fact that Steppenwolf looks different. Uh, obviously, this Steppenwolf looks a lot better than the 2017 version, but it's just a skin change. It's just the different Steppenwolf design is used here. And there's not really much of a difference. Obviously, the music as well is another big change. Um, it is enhanced totally, both scenes, the Themyscira and the Atlantis Steppenwolf scenes. But the core function of these scenes is, is still there. So you still kind of enjoy it. 
or at least I did. It was only part of the movie I really enjoyed watching. And there were times where I was, I was like, man, I really just want to watch that fight scene again. So I would go and watch the 2017 Justice League. And sometimes I had to just skip and watch this scene. Uh, and then there were times where I could only watch the fan edits on YouTube of this scene because they would put in like Hans Zimmer or Junkie XL music and kind of re-edit things. And sometimes that's the only way I could watch this because if I did go back and watch the 2017 version from the beginning, I was always cringing about how awful like the first hour of the movie is. Like yeah. and I would just have to suffer through it, you know? Yeah, I guess I always, like, never really, um, hmm, I think maybe it was, maybe it's because it's, um, such a, I don't want to say drab, but it's underwater, and you really can't, unless you're doing, like, bioluminescence like they do in, like, you know, the big cityscape version of Atlantis, it seems very drab to me, so I feel like, opposed to Themyscira, where it's, paradise you know yeah, and sunset a lot going on yeah and it is a warrior race fight i was so enthralled by that uh theatrical version fight more so than i was with i guess any atlantis stuff just because we were just robbed of the atlantis stuff in 2017 so like i think knowing that already like put a bad taste in my mouth towards anything atlantis from from 2017 so i guess it i don't know like this particular fight and this uh, particular Steppenwolf insurrection into the underwater. Damn, write that down. Um, <laughs> and it was just so uh, bland. I don't want to say lame um, because mm-hmm. I do. I did enjoy the 2017 Aquaman fight with Steppenwolf, just like how I enjoy this one. But this one, obviously, I enjoy more. Um, there's a lot more cool, cooler things that happen in this minute as opposed to 2017. Um, so I get it, but I, I'm just, I have such a hard time. Um, I, I had such a hard time, um, caring, I think about Mm -hmm. Atlantis stuff from the theatrical version because I knew how gutted it was going to be. Um, yeah. So it was just, I don't know, it just seemed too lame. There wasn't anything that was so enthralling about this. But, hey, we're here to prove me wrong. One thing I'll tell you, uh, that jump scare with, with old old Steppy's face, that armor that comes down, that's cool as hell. Yeah. It's, you know, there's there's so much that happens in this minute. And just to give everyone kind of like a summary of what happens, this minute right here is the jump scare with Steppenwolf coming out from, from the darkness. He boom tube down an Atlantean guard swims over to the ledge to see what has, uh, you know, transported over here, which is Steppenwolf. He comes in, he starts killing a bunch of Atlanteans left and right. There's some graphic violence for sure. And then Mara steps into the picture and starts doing a whole bunch of hydrokinesis, which is really cool to see, her, uh, and we see it in Aquaman, the movie as well, where she uses the air pockets to basically introduce gravity as a weapon, bring a villain down, smashing onto one of the ledges. And then she um, also uses the pressure of bringing back that water to kind of disorient Steppenwolf. Yeah. And so when I saw that in the original version, seeing it for the first time, 
you know, we're, we've seen Themyscira, we've seen Wonder Woman action, we've seen Amazon's fight. Yeah. This is all new stuff. And to see this before the Aquaman movie, to see Mera using hydrokinesis, fighting a, an alien, a monster, another character that we haven't seen before. So two brand new characters uh, fighting against each other. Uh, it's is a pretty epic thing to, to watch. And then also you have a whole new locale, which is Atlantis. So all of this is brand new that we're seeing. And it's all leading up to future Justice League movies and future Aquaman movies. These are two characters uh, from different spinoffs that are fighting each other. And that's what's such a unique experience right here. And so when I was watching this in the theaters, I was like, wow, this is, this is great. And even then you could tell that it's Zack Snyder's work because the direction on Amber Heard as Mara showcases like, okay, when you do hydrokinesis, we want you to kind of do this certain motion or use your hands in this certain way and, and, and act as if you really are uh, affected by the weight of water around you. So your arm movement takes a bit of more muscle uh, uh, tension, flexing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of great things that happen in this minute, just from direction to an actor on how to, uh, how to behave underwater and also be a superhero fighting a CGI monster. It, there's a lot of great stuff going on here. Um, Granted, there is a lot of great stuff, and this was the first time, really, that we were... Well, not the first time. We saw it before with, with Volko, but, again, waterbending. And we're seeing the waterbending hydrokinesis uh, in a battle-type situation. Yeah. Um, I'm calling it waterbending because that's what we all know it as. Let's get real. I mean, come on. And how often do we get to see elemental bending? Not very often, unless you're watching a particular franchise. And if you're fans of that particular franchise, when you see it outside of that franchise, it's a very exciting thing. Um, I'm pretty sure when our buddy Matt and I, who are both big fans of of the Avatar, um, not the blue people. I'm a fan of that one. (laughs) I'm really a fan of our boys in blue, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the uh, when when we saw like hydrokinesis, it's really cool, especially the the darker side of hydrokinesis, uh, mm, yes. what one would call blood bending, if you will, or 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 even taking out the water in a human being or in in a being in an organic life form that that contains water. That's uh, dark. That's like. You know, if you were playing the game KOTOR, it would be a dark side power. It was a dark side power. There was Siphon. Yeah, there was. That? There was. There yeah. was. It totally was. I remember that's how I beat the Malik guy. Um, anyway, uh, th- it was really cool. I remember seeing the hydrokinesis and, and being amazed, but I just feel like in the theatrical version... Steppenwolf going after at least the first two mother boxes was so rushed that I didn't get a chance to appreciate. Well, yeah, all three of them, but particularly the third those one first is two. the worst. The third one, we haven't gotten to it yet, so maybe, <laughs> man, the third one was like, I'll never forget how stunned I was in the movie theater the first time watching it. Just be like, oh, oh, he oh, just he got had, it. He just got he, like we don't even see him getting it. It's like a. You did, oh my god! It was like watching a Power Rangers TV show, where Gal Gadot just says, "Oh, he's got the third mother box," and there's just like a boom tube in the distance that just—it's so bad. That's like yeah, TV quality so, yep, bad. Yep, yep. It's just like 
oh, snap, we forgot to lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I've never seen something so bad before. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, we were doing this stuff. He came and got right behind us. From like a $300 million From the Justice League. Movie. <laughs> yeah. That they're just like a, a boom tube. Oh, snap. We turned our backs and now it's gone. It was almost like Where's stock Batman? footage. Like stock footage like of the Star Labs with a little boom tube animation. It's like, oh no, yeah. he's got the he's got the mother box. Oh well, guess we won't find him. <sighs> well, we don't have teleporters, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Um anyway, so uh him getting the mother boxes was just so rushed and and upsetting that like I don't think I just got a chance to appreciate where they were and it was mm-hmm. just like okay here underwater that means Aquaman's gonna show up so I guess we're going to get the Steppenwolf Aquaman fight now okay um and really don't give us much of a appreciation for just the surrounding setting you know yeah um so like all the things that you love out of it you know and it's where it is, who it is, uh, lesser-known characters, uh, world-building in ways that you can enhance the other locales that we're seeing here, you know, like building upon more Atlantis stuff, building upon Themyscaran stuff, all of these these uh, mythos that, that are introduced into this universe, and, and we get to see it here played out very beautifully, but uh, in 2017, we didn't. So all the things that you loved, I... Uh, I'm glad that we can pinpoint them here in a better version of whatever the hell we saw in 2017 because yeah. this particular moment went right over my head other than just waterbending. And what? it's sad that I just can only be like, oh, yeah, that's when she started waterbending, I guess. And then I remember I remember Aquaman like grabbing the, grabbing the axe at one point and like flipping them underwater, and that was kind of cool, but... He didn't really, like, do anything to Steppenwolf in 2017. Yeah, one of the... There's two major differences in this minute. And one of them, we you, we probably forget about the most. But in the 2017 version, Steppenwolf has a literal Electro-Axe. It's still called that, the Electro-Axe. But in this version of the movie, it's more like a superheated axe that he has. So when he's fighting here in Atlantis in this minute. And you can really notice it when he pins Mara to the wall at the end of the minute, where the heat of the axe is boiling the water around it. Now, in the 2017 version, he has that electro axe, and it literally is just arc lightning surrounding the axe. And so you don't really get to notice anything with detail about it until later when he fights Aquaman and he throws it and it does like the axe in slow motion. It still has the arc energy around it. Um, But here there's a lot more detail on the electro axe being a significant source of heat. So it's boiling the water around it. There's constant steam and air bubbles like um, floating from, from where the axe is. And then the other big difference is so this minute where it starts with him, scaring the Atlantean guard who tries to swim up to it. He he yells at, he screams at the Atlantean guard, or he roars, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then the Atlantean guard gets his rifle ready, and he charges the Atlantean guard into the wall and pins him there. Now, in the 2017 version, this is where we'll cut to Mera doing 
the aqua bubble or using her hydrokinesis. So there's just the jump scare, pin the Atlantean to the wall, hydrokinesis. And we this version, other, oh, yeah, yeah okay. he pins, and then there's a whole bloodbath that happens. And then <laughs> she does the hydrokinesis bubble. So we're missing, you know, about 30 seconds within this this one yeah. minute here where he this, just goes to where town. it's a freaking Jaws movie. Yeah. And uh, to that, I just say, you know, I'm cool with it. I know the blood is maybe i don't know maybe it's a little no, too much th- for people but i i think it's great i think it's i think it's still fun in a you know horror comic book setting you know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be perilous right like or, or you know they're supposed to be full of fear of of this giant monster villain and because it's underwater i think the blood cloudiness is the effect that they're going for it's not so much that like yeah let's show gore like let's be a you know a graphic violent comic book movie i think it's more so like hey they're underwater they're going to be bleeding like let's do let's do the blood cloudiness of water let's do that stuff cuz it'll look cool on camera and i think it's fine i think it's fine as and he almost looks like a shark right so it kind of yeah. has like the shark monster vibe. He's a predator underwater, absolutely. Um, but the biggest difference, I think, and something that we would be remiss if we didn't point out, again, this is a Steppenwolf boom-tooming into a very stronghold area mm-hmm. um, that should be protected and guarded, and it was supposed to be for uh, hundreds, thousands of years, right? Yeah. Um, we saw a warrior race fail to protect the mother box this is not a warrior race anymore they are not that uh and then even on top of that king orem has troops elsewhere starting his own drama for your mama so (laughs) literally like yeah and it's just uh the difference in steppenwolf having to fight uh, an entire cage worth of Amazons and not one drop of blood is shown until like you know the end. Really, you don't see him waving the the axe around and, and blood spattered walls. So yeah, camera effect underwater and everything. But also, would it be too wild to think that the Amazons aren't letting themselves get blood splattered like that because they know how to fight? You know? Yeah. Yeah, we do get to see some on the horseback and and the blood and 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 gore a little bit there, um, but then these Amazon soldiers who have not done battle for you know maybe even ever if these soldiers have have seen anything they don't know what they're up against and it's just uh, unequipped I guess they're they're what's the word I'm looking for um, I mean <laughs> what's uh, inadequate the, to fight i don't know what they the are is. like their own defenses they are. are mara's not they are but as a whole atlantis is not a warrior race anymore yeah the mascara is they the are mascara had about 300 amazons that's right? why we were going about like out of everybody the amazons were the ones that should have been like the they kept to their warrior uh style of of living type deal um man did not couldn't protect the mother box 
and Atlanteans did not, couldn't protect their mother box. And if, um, you know, Steppenwolf <laughs> shows up and Queen Hippolyta says, gather the legions, then, hey, those legions shall come. You know, it's yeah. not like King Orm where he's like, nah, dealing with rebels. Exactly. Dealing with people who won't vote for me. It's like, so, like, the stark differences between, like, these two civilizations that have both been at war with each other for years and have been in the past, like, it's pretty, it's just neat to see, like, how easy he can go through this mother box. I don't know. Go through these people to get to the mother box. It's just uh, pretty cool differences in the in the two civilizations. Yeah. I think he's only fighting about three or four Atlantean guards, not counting Mera. So it's... it's and Mera's the only thing he's he's having trouble against. You know? Like, she's mm-hmm. the only thing... Just stopping I mean, him. because she's got magic. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, the Themyscira had to throw hundreds of, of Amazons at him. Yeah. And they could because they wanted to because they will stop. They will try to stop him from getting the mother box. And we can see here, like, the armor can withstand the Atlantean blasters that they have. Uh, none of it is effective against him. There's, I'm looking at it now and just, it's, it's, it's an unstoppable guy. It's an unstoppable monster that they have inside this, this throne room for this mother box. Literally the hydrokinesis is, is, is a game changer because if he could just keep swimming, like he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even be fighting. He would just have the mother box already. And I don't know, maybe there has to be like, if Volca was there as well. If they had two waterbenders? Yeah. What are they called? Hydrokinetics, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. They're, I mean, there's some, they, say it, in, they say it in a Young Justice, because like there's a part where Calderam like goes and like they introduce you to Garth and like the study of the magic and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, if you had two Atlantean magic beings plus Arthur... Hydro wizardry. Yeah, if you had two hydro wizards, if you had two water wizards plus the Aquaman, you're going down. That was easier. We should (laughs) have went with water wizards. (laughs) Don't forget the Aquaman. Don't forget your water wings. Yeah. (laughs) They should incorporate that into the Atlantean armor. It just make it look like they have water wings on, and it makes them have big biceps on their armor, and we're like, like the goggles. Yeah, the it goggles almost looks like the they shark have, fin. <laughs> yeah. they got like the creature lagoon gloves and masks, <laughs> and it and it's really yeah. just uh, the costume department. They just take the water wings and they put them on and they spray paint it with like the gold metallic. Gold. Yeah, and they just all right go it's like all right, go on that's in there. It. Yeah, that's that's that, like. They're missing the level twenty armor. Should've... That's like nineteen fifties like sci fi. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're adding the add, add the water wings. You'll tell the from the underwater. Yeah, that's what they Spray should paint them silver. Makes them swim faster. That plus twenty agility underwater. Um that would have been really cool. But uh, you know, it, it's it's really cool the first time we saw this and seeing Steppenwolf kind of 
be this grotesque and gruesome and graphic against the Atlanteans. Yeah. It's, it was it definitely when he cuts the one Atlantean in half, it was like, whoa, holy shit. And you want that reaction, don't you? When you see a, a comic book movie, you want that reaction of, of, of wowness. You don't want to be bored by the CGI fight, you know? Something, you know, it, it's moments like this where it is a CGI fight and you're just like, yep, CGI action is, is happening. But at least be entertained by it. At least be wild. I am entertained by it. I'm entertained in the fact that this is a monster underwater, and it's and it's and he's just mowing down these uh, ill-equipped soldiers. I mean, and I'm entertained. This is the one thing where where stuff like that. So him chopping the Atlantean in half is a wow moment. And back then, when when Mara first used the hydrokinesis to do the bubble and, and the pressure and then the blood bending, like all those different wow moments would have added up if we had seen it the first time. Now we're going as, oh, that's a wow moment. Oh, we've seen that in the last cut. Oh, we saw that in the last cut. Oh, wow moment with the blood bending. Here, if we had seen this movie for the first time, it would have been wow moment, wow moment, wow moment, wow moment. You know what I'm saying? It's over yeah. and over. Like, it just, the action kept stacking on top of each other of just being surprised by what these two very powerful beings were doing to each other. Steppenwolf chopping people in half. Mary using the aqua bubbles. It was just... It's it's really cool. It's, it, it's, it, I think seeing underwater fights was imprinted on me as like such a cool concept when I saw uh, Ebra Horror of the Deep, which is a Godzilla movie where he fights a sea monster and Godzilla like actually fights a monster underwater for like the first time. We normally don't see Godzilla fight anything underwater, but you've always kind of believed that he does do that, right? Like Godzilla is like stronger underwater is what they usually say. And they always have this idea that Godzilla's always in water, but we rarely see him do that in any movies. So as a kid, when you see that movie for the first time, you're like, oh, Godzilla's actually fighting a monster underwater. It's so cool to have seen that as a kid and always thought, that's awesome. That's what I want to do with my toys when I take a bath or I'm in the pool or like you're in the pool and you play, you you know, imaginary Godzilla monster fights in the pool as a kid. Like things like that, which are so simple, simple and, and like exciting in that simplistic way where you come here and see an, a, a 2020 movie and it's Steppenwolf fighting things underwater and having this giant creature fighting things. That core idea is still simplistically very entertaining to see. And I think that's what makes it so enjoyable for me. And then on top, you just add on top of that, like his, his design is cool. The Atlantan designs are cool. Mara's amazing. The things that Mara does in the movie is amazing, especially if you, um, well, I don't know. I, I would love to know someone's opinion who's never seen Mara before, except in this movie, to come into it and be like, oh, this chick can do water bending. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so maybe some people are coming into this with the Avatar The Last Airbender you know, experience, but there's also people who've read the Aquaman comics and they know of Mera. And so they're going, Hey, that's from, you know, Atlantis. Uh, what, what's, what's the first Aquaman story? Throne the trench. Atlantis. Oh, the no, trench. The, the yeah. trench. The, the first book is called the trench. The first arc yes. in, in new 52 is yes. called the trench. Um, 
where she does that as well. And you're going, oh, that's from the book. So all these different things, whether, you know, from whatever pop culture you're coming from, all of this just adds up to being a really enjoyable experience. And this is only the first minute. This, Like I said, this entire week is the Steppenwolf in Atlantis uh, segment, um, which is it's just amazing. And then, of course, what you said earlier, Nate, about Steppenwolf coming out of the the shadows and having mm-hmm. the armor stretch over his face is such a cool night thing to do. But it it doesn't do that in other parts of the movie. We have to pay attention to if his if his it seemed like it was just mimicking that of the Atlantean soldiers' helmets. Something weird where it was maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back and, and see if um his armor like went down his face like that when he was fighting um, the Amazons because I was thinking like okay if it's coming down in front of his face like that that's like hand to hand melee combat right block the bridge of your nose or your eyes from sword swipes or something right I don't know so when he um, appears here his armor is <clears throat> let me take a closer look here and I don't know if I can slow it down but. It is it is like wrapping around him, like it is scaling more over his face. And in Themyscira, in their penetralium, it's uh, uh, wavering, it's flickering around when he lands. It doesn't like scale around him anymore. Okay, but it does flicker a lot more. I don't know what so else to say. It it feathers it, out a little bit more. In in on Themyscira, does it cover his? Is it just on his cheek bone, or does it cover his bottom jaw? Does it come up like a flight suit, or is it just like um, like like stupid mutton chops? Like in this version. Yeah. Because you're saying it, it shows up a lot more in that one, right? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just questioning whether or not in this movie, when Steppenwolf goes to fight on Themyscira in the first part of the movie, mm-hmm. what is his helmet like? Um, that's a good question. Because it doesn't seem to move anymore. Now, I am looking at a clip, and not to, not to jump ahead, but I am looking at a clip that happens later in the minute, or later in the no. movie where he's talking to Desaad and he has all the armor on and yeah. his armor doesn't go over his nose. No. Like it, so like here, it doesn't go over his nose when he's on the mascara either. Um, like it does scale more in this minute than it like does. Like a chin that. strap. Yeah. Like it covers his face more than it ever has. Why? Like, and I'm I'm looking at it in slower motion. When he comes out of the shadows, his armor, when he comes out of the shadows, is stretched to where it normally is throughout the entire movie. Like, the way his armor is naturally is scaled when he shows up out of the shadows. And Over wh- his nose and, like, just his no, no, eyes no, no, no. slits are showing? Before okay, it does. Yeah. Before, okay, yeah, before when he shows up, it's normal. Just it's like normal. I was on it's, it's, it's where everything normally With, is. But when I'm he... Pan- 
growls <laughs> when he roars at the Atlantean, it stretches beyond normal. Yeah, it's like it starts like this. I'm doing it. It's like I'm using two of my fingers to make like hooks on my cheeks because that's what his armor makes on yeah. his top of his cheeks. You're doing like the and then it, Harry Potter spider motion. Oh my god! Yeah, when he was stoned. Wow. Yeah, it was. That's so specific. Oh my god. Yeah, he drank the the Lady Luck elixir, liquid yeah. luck. Horse Slughorn gave him. Spiders. Yeah, man. Pincers. Pincers. <laughs> There's my Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> That's your Daniel. Ra- That's the Danny Radcliffe you got there. I kind of do. My my touchstone. For That's your Danny, Danny Raddy you got going on. Pincers. Pincers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, um, yeah. So like when he's underwater, maybe it's just like, hey, cool action figure. You know, you you love it. You 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 want it. You love it. Uh, different armor when you're underwater. I guess. Mm-hmm. It looks a whole hell of a lot more like a knight. Yeah. More of a space knight. Yeah. And so so it's, it's really interesting that his, his armor scales beyond normal capacity in this minute. And I mean, it, it goes to, to say that the armor probably could cover his entire face. Like, if he were to go in like the vacuum of space or something. It would have been pretty cool to see that at some point. Like Cyborg's full face armor? You almost thought it was going to happen at the end of the movie when he gets the blue eyes. Which they don't really explain, but we'll have to get into that one. We'll have to get into it, because I was watching it earlier today, and I remember like I looked back at my TV and saw and he had the blue eyes, and it was after the Unity, and I'm like, okay, wait, so is it supposed to be like an enlightenment thing? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he's we'll got the buff. He's got, he got a deep he buff. Does got, he's got weapons of light. Yeah. And eyes so, of light. Yeah. And that's when Aquaman and Cyborg have to debuff him. But we'll get to it. Yeah. So um, that's all I had for this one. We're going to get into it more later because the minute ends, you know, right after Mera is pinned to the wall by Steppenwolf. So we we have some bloodbending to talk about, but it has not happened yet. Right. So unless you have anything else, Nate, I think it's a good time to wrap up. So let's go ahead and wrap up. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes. But wait. We have another show on the horizon. It's called Doom Patrol Radio. It comes out very soon. If we play our cards right, first episode is going to drop on Friday. And then if you're listening to this show, we are going to take a hiatus, a mandatory hiatus, if you will, because we're going to focus on the entire season of Doom Patrol as those episodes come out. And we want to make sure it gets our full attention. So we are going to stop at the end of part three for this movie and when we pick back up we'll be on part four of Zack Snyder's Justice League so this will be our last week of doing these episodes before we kick everything into the gear of Doom Patrol Radio so expect uh, five episodes this week of DC Cinematic Minute followed by the first episode of Doom Patrol Radio season three and then we're going to keep going with season three of Doom Patrol Radio and then when we wrap up that show We'll start releasing episodes for Doom... Or, already confusing myself. We'll start releasing episodes for part four of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So check those out, and we'll check you guys back out tomorrow for minute 107 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.